The Chiefs win back-to-back Super Bowls. This cost Josie about 100 bucks because of a foolish bet she made. Uh, let's talk about that. And I mean the football game and all the stuff around it, not Josie losing 100 bucks. I have to hear about that one. Uh, there are some attempts to wokeify the NFL again, specifically the Chiefs, but that seems to have failed with the Redskins. We'll talk about that. And Sunny Hassan of you gets a big surprise, but she doesn't learn anything about it. Let's talk, let's talk about all of this and more. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. What a weekend. Oh my gosh. This, I had said, and lots of people had said, that 2024 was going to be an insane freaking year. And it is turning out already. It's February. It's halfway through the month of February. And it is turning into a nutty year already. And I got to tell you, it's our first few news stories to talk. we'll talk about that really show it. But things are going absolutely insane in this world. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. I have a feeling I'm going to have to ease off the coffee just to keep my sanity. Thank God they that Fox News fired Tucker and I stopped watching Fox News because if I just... If I sucked in as much news this year as I did last year, I think Josie would be peeling me off the ceiling. With that being said, Josie and I got into a fight this weekend. Well, not really, but a little bit of a fight. So Josie made a bet in the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about in a second. She lost $100 to her cousin. So <laughs> she she lost 100 bucks and... Then she wanted to pay the cousin, and she knew I took some money out because I needed to pay off uh, our trip to Big Bear. We're going to a Big Bear on Friday, so no podcast, obviously, on Friday. And she lost, she bet on the 49ers because for some reason she's a huge 49er fan, even though she'd never been to San Francisco until I took her a couple years ago. And she... She lost and she didn't have the money. So she said, give me the money, uh, that $100. And I said, no. And I said, Danny would appreciate it if you took it out of your bank account and you gave it to her. You gave it to him. I am not going to give you that money. You, I did not make a bet. I did not bet on the 49ers because I don't gamble. I said, you got to lose. You lost. You got to be able to pay it. And she got mad. I mean, she didn't really get mad. She was just annoyed. Well, it's our money. Yeah, it is. But you have to get the money. That's not on me. So she's pissed off about that. But it turns out uh, a lot of people actually made money, apparently, with the Chiefs winning, beating the 49ers 25-22 in a very good game. Now, I know a lot of people, there wasn't a lot of scoring. It was a good game for a football fan. For me, it was a good game. And the reason it was a good game is because the defenses were just on fire. I thought when San Francisco marched down the field and then they fumbled, San Francisco really blew this game. They really blew this game. They they should have been they should have been up. They missed an extra point, which cost them the game. Uh, they fumbled the ball at the worst times. Their offense went kaput for some reason. Usually in the Super Bowl. Usually in any football game, 
at halftime, you go in, you reorganize, and you figure out what you're doing wrong, and then you go on the field, and then you play with the new strategy in mind. Yeah, San Francisco didn't do that. San Francisco went in and came back with a strategy that didn't work. For example, for some reason in the entire third quarter, Purdy had to throw, uh, Brock Purdy, the quarterback, had to throw 20-yard passes. <coughs> now, Brock Purdy, I like him as a, a quarterback, as a game manager. He's not a 20-yard-a-pass quarterback. This was a huge mistake. So they didn't even end up with a first down in the third quarter. It was so bad. But anyway, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, if anything, this game actually proved that this game wasn't set up. There weren't a lot of penalties. As a matter of fact, I think the team that was penalized the most was Kansas City. So the game was not was not fixed so that Tay-Tay and Kelsey could go out and propose and love each other at halftime. By the way, the NFL, with this Taylor Swift thing, they've made an additional $350 million, I think it was. So that was good for the NFL. I, I don't... I, I don't blame the NFL. By the way, all the crap where they don't show Taylor Swift. and They showed Taylor Swift in that second half about, I'd say, 15 times. That's all they showed was Taylor Swift in the second half. They scored a touchdown. The Chiefs scored a touchdown in the third quarter, and it, the, the camera immediately went to Taylor Swift, even though Travis Kelsey had nothing to do with the touchdown. So that was kind of weird. Travis Kelsey... Had a good game. He he actually, I think he had close to 100 yards. He had seven or eight catches. He did very well in the second half. He didn't do beans in, oh, I'm watching the replay now. He didn't do beans in the first half. Uh, in the game-winning touch, it went to overtime, which was exciting. San Francisco scored a field goal. And then Kansas City went back as, because they get a possession and threw a touchdown, scored. And, of course, the second Kansas City scored, the camera went straight to Taylor Swift. I don't want to hear from the New York Times that Taylor Swift was was not the center of focus. She absolutely was. <coughs> so it was a very it was a very good game. Um, Pat Mahomes has basically proven he is probably, he is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And with this being his third Super Bowl, you've got to even question... Third Super Bowl, and he's only been in the league five years. You've got to wonder if he's going after Tom Brady's... His Tom Brady's record of six Super Bowls. He definitely runs better than Brady. He definitely... He's not as much a game manager as Brady was. But he runs Brady. He runs better than Brady. He can... uh, change plays better than Brady could. The only thing that Brady has an advantage of is that Brady, first off, had his coach, and I think that the coach, Andy Reid of the Chiefs, is going to retire. So, I mean, the guy's 3,000 years old. The other thing with him is the team. these teams kind of fall apart after a while. Uh, and I don't think he has the offense that the Patriots did. So, yes, he's won three Super Bowls. He's already a Hall of Famer. I'm not completely sure. Like, next year, the Chiefs are not favored to even, uh, not favored to win the Super Bowl. 
there, there's even questions whether they'll make the playoffs, and that's because the team's going to break up pretty much. So we'll have to see. I don't know. Now let's talk about some of the things that they did during the Super Bowl. First off, this was not a PC Super Bowl. This was not a woke Super Bowl. Outside of Taylor Swift being shown all the time, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Now, they did sing the Black National Anthem. I heard it. But it was not even in the pre-game. It was way earlier. And it was before the actual real National Anthem. And what when I say re, the National Anthem, the Black National Anthem is not a National Anthem. It wasn't written to be a National Anthem. It was written to be a poem. It was a poem. It was saying beautifully. I'll give it. It was saying beautifully. But it was outside of the actual telecast. So the NFL kind of pushed this out of the way, and I think they did that on purpose because nothing was woke in, the, in this Super Bowl. It, it was very... Even the commercials were not woke. Because guess what? Go woke, go broke. And I think they uh, NFL learned this and they really wanted this. They had the opportunity to make this a huge Super Bowl and I think it was. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the 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 numbers yet, but I'm sure this was one of the top Super Bowls watched. I was dying to see this thing. And they didn't want to f it up by making it woke and then everyone said it's a woke Super Bowl and then God forbid it's a woke Super Bowl, and people are bitching about this, and then the and then the game isn't any good. Turned out the game was great. Everyone seemed to like the broadcast. Nobody liked that Black National Anthem. And the only reason I call it the Black National Anthem is because I don't know what the name of the song is. I don't know what the name of the poem was. I don't know who wrote it. I don't care. It's not, there's no such thing as a, there's no country named Black. So there's no, there, there cannot be a National Anthem. Since there's no country named Black, so it's a stupid name right off the bat. Nobody stood for it. Some of the commentators were saying 70-80% of the people were sitting during the Black National. The players were not on the field when it was sung. And then um, the actual, the real National Anthem, the American National Anthem, was sang by Reba McIntyre. And you, Reba McIntyre classy broad you knew she was gonna just hit it out of the park and she did they people even sat there and timed it because one of the problems with the black national anthem took like three minutes to get through the problem with national anthems they can be manipulated so that they take 15 minutes to get through reba mcintyre hit it in a minute 30 some said a minute 20 she just sang the song the way it was written and that song is not over two minutes. So that was great. And she sang it well. Um, nothing looked fixed in this game. Like I said, nothing looked fixed in the game. The The referees actually called more penalties on the Chiefs. Uh, it just looked like San Francisco and the Chiefs were a very well matched up t- teams. And they both played their hearts out. And one team won and one team lost. It's great that it went to overtime. I think that eases the burn a little bit on San Francisco that they were able to take them. Uh, the Chiefs, of course, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year. And this was, I said this, if you listen to my video cast, I've got a couple of video casts out there. You should watch them uh, because 
whatever I don't cover in the podcast, I'm going to do a video cast because I have that new phone and it's awesome. The, the reality is the Chiefs were a Super Bowl team. It's the same team that they had last year. They have the experience. They've got the best quarterback in the NFL. It's hard to sit back and say that the Chiefs didn't weren't going to win this game. As a matter of fact, all the betters, all the betters out there, 80% of the betters bet on the Chiefs, which I thought was amazing. I, I, I Usually it's around 50, 50-50, 60-40 maybe, but 80% of the betters bet with the Chiefs? And if that was the case, Las Vegas would have wanted the 49ers to win because they would have... So this was not a setup game. My wife, even though was bitter because the 49ers lost and she again held that it was a setup game. I didn't even bother. I just said, no, the game wasn't set up. Then she started yelling at me. I said, I, okay, it was set up. I'm not even going to argue with you. But it was a it was a good game. And the whole, the whole thing good. <coughs> what wasn't good was the, the has-been performance at halftime. Now, one of the things I've learned from the Super Bowl's past, the halftime show is getting longer and longer and longer. It takes them a good 20 minutes to set up the stage on the field. Then it takes them a good half hour to take down the stage. And then the performance is about a half. Very soon, it seemed like the, the halftime show was like an hour and a half long. It really, it just, come on, dude. 15 minutes, have a band go out there, march around that no one's going to watch. Because halftime is actually for us to go get food. That's what I did anyway. But they don't do this. The halftime shows are getting longer and longer and longer. And what's really bizarre, everyone gets excited when they see the halftime show. The problem is everybody in the halftime show is a has-been. They don't, for example, Taylor Swift is not in the uh, halftime show. Ice Spice, which she'd never be, who's the new newbie out there, terrible, terrible musician, not even a musician, just waves her fat ass around all the time. But she didn't do it. There's nobody new that actually does the halftime show. It's always has-beens. And they had Usher. With Usher, they brought in Little John. They brought in, who hasn't had, I don't think has done a performance in 10 years. They brought in Ludacris, who I actually think is just, I Little John and Ludacris I actually like because their music is fun. But neither of them have done anything for 10 to 15 years. Usher, who is still trouncing around as a, I don't know, a 22-year-old, is 45 and actually hasn't done a good album in a really long time, if ever. I, there are a couple of songs I like with Usher, but not by much. I mean, last time Usher made a good song, I was married to my first wife, and that was like 15 years ago. So they put on these, these has-beens, they do their songs, and it's just like, okay, I mean, they can't sing in life. They can't sing in real life. <laughs> the NFL's been caught lip-syncing already more than once, so they can't lip-sync anymore. It was just, it, the performance was great. I personally, again, I want to see a marching band. 
Bring a marching band in from UNLV, let them dance around for 10 minutes, clear them off the field, and start the game again after 15, 20 minutes. Okay, okay, that's far more about the Super Bowl than I wanted to talk about. It was a good game. Okay, so Thursday and Friday were huge for Donald Trump. He had great news all, all weekend. I mean, he was just, and you could tell because Donald Trump couldn't shut his mouth which is going to be his downfall if he doesn't do it. The first thing that happened was they had oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court concerning Trump not being in the, on the ballot in Colorado. Well, I heard, I, I, while I was doing the podcast on Thursday, I was, I was watching a lot of it. Um, yeah, it sounds like this, is, this was a very important case, and the Supreme Court rushed it. And the Supreme Court will come out with their judgment pretty quick. They say end of February. Uh, because 13 other states want to kick Trump off the ballot. Two justices kept, kept arguing, Sotomayor and uh, Contenzi Brown Jackson, kept arguing that Trump was already an insurrectionist. So I was kind of led to believe that those two were going in a specific way. But Kagan, the other liberal judge, she didn't sound all that convinced about this this case. And it's a bad case. There's no way of getting it. Overall, all the judges sounded skeptical. They kept asking the same thing. Well, isn't that, you know, he hasn't been convicted of insurrection. Shouldn't you let the voters determine whether he's an insurrectionist or not? Because the court hasn't done it. And there's no prosecution on him being an insurrectionist. Even Jack Smith's case on him in Washington, D.C. isn't about insurrection. He's not being accused of being an insurrectionist. So he's accused of being involved in January 6th. So this this did not look good. Um, it will probably be a 7-2 to ruling. Though a lot of people are saying this is going to be 9-0. This is going to be a skunk. And I, I don't know. I don't know because the um, they could be definitely right because as much as people bitch about the Supreme Court being this partisan hackery, they're not. 75% of the time, they vote unanimously. We just don't hear about it. Most cases, they vote together. So we'll have to see. Uh, either way, I think this is going to be thrown out. This is going to be a done deal. In other news, uh, Special Counsel Robert Hur released... His criminal charges released his report on whether criminal charges should be a law was broken by uh, Joe Biden for mass mishandling classified documents. It didn't go well. The first thing he said was that no, he should not charges should not be brought up. He shouldn't go to court. Now, unlike what the Biden administration is saying, not because heard. Is actual her is actually exonerating Joe Biden. That's not what he did. And again, I have a video cast on this because I released it on Friday. You can listen to the whole thing. But because Joe Biden is an elderly old man who's very likable and is senile, this is what he said: "Quote: We have considered." that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to the jury as he did during the interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. 
Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone from whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they would convict him. By then, a former president, well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Okay, couple of problems with this whole thing. <coughs> and I said this in my video cast, so I'm not going to regurgitate too much of that. Um, willfulness does not is not required for mishandling documents. You just have to mishandle documents. You could have no clue what you did was right or wrong, but if you mishandle the documents, you can go to jail for five years. So that is a BS term. I know this. I signed the paper. I had a clearance. Two, his job is not to, this, hers job is not to figure out whether Joe, what a jury will think of Joe Biden. Whose job that is, is the actual prosecutor's job. This is, her is just to, there to find out whether there's a crime or not. And basically he said, yeah, there's a crime, but the jury won't convict the guy. That's not your point. Is there a crime? Yes or no. Yes, there's a crime. Here's 90 pages of evidence that there's a crime. And this also shows one thing, the charges should be dropped. Now, the president <laughs> decided that he did not like this statement. He did not like this statement at all. First off, this is coming from Biden's DOJ. Robert Hur was hired by, uh, the, by the attorney, attorney general, Merrick Garland. So this was really bad. Basically, the DOJ is saying that Joe Biden is senile. The second thing that is bad about this is that it really brings parallels between Trump and Biden. Now, the cases are different. I understand. The cases are different. But, pre but Biden was not president when he mishandled classified documents. He was a senator and he was vice president. He has no legitimate reason to be holding classified documents. Donald Trump was president. He had legitimate reasons to be holding those documents. He could make decisions concerning those documents. That's where it really stands. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I think Donald Trump is guilty of mishandling classified materials. I also think Joe Biden is guilty of cl handling classified materials. I think Mike Pence is guilty of mishandling classified materials. And I think Hillary Clinton is criminally liable for handle, mishandling uh, classified material. I think they're all guilty. Because the bar is set really low on mishandling documents. So listen to my listen to my video cast on Rumble. Just go to Rumble, type in "dumbasses talking politics," and you'll find it. Um, and I, I go deeper into it. It's about it's about a ten minute, fifteen minute video, 10, 15 minutes. It's not too long, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Of course, Donald Trump. They asked Donald Trump. Donald Trump said, "We'll drop my charges." Well, Donald Trump's issues are a little bit different, not by much. I, I, I don't think they're that different. I think they should drop the charges on Donald Trump too. They're not going to. But it does show, again, two-tier system. And in our last news story, um, a man in a trench coat armed with a long rifle 
accompanied with a five-year-old child, entered the Lakewood Church on Sunday. His, uh, this is the church owned by Joel Osteen, who, by the way, I don't consider much of a Christian. He began firing. Police responded, shot, killed him. Now, what's really bizarre here is the guy's legal name is Genesee Moreno. He's transgender. He goes by Genesee Moreno. His name used to be Jeffrey Moreno. And once again, once again, we see a transgender mass shooting attempt. Now, this guy, he ended up shooting somebody in the leg. His son, who was with them, five years old, he was shot, I think, probably by police. He's not expected to survive. They think he might pass, they think he's going to pass away. So the only person that was dead is this guy's son. But I told you, we're going to see a lot of this crap. That And, and what's going to end up happening? This was just released maybe 20 minutes ago. <clears throat> what's going to end up happening? This is going to be about gun control again. Because they can't talk about this. Here we go. Another transgender person or someone who thinks they're opposite sex goes out and tries to kill Christians. Even though Joel Osteen's Christians are kind of iffy when it comes to Christianity. And we can't talk about the fact that this guy's got mental problems. He's got a huge criminal record. He's obviously got mental problems. I, we're not going to talk about that. It's got to be about gun control. Just an absolutely awful story. But I, again, we, we've got to go over this stuff. Why can't are we not allowed to talk about this? You're talking... The last several mass shootings have been by, ex except those by gang members, have been by trans people. I think it's been six or seven, but no one's talking about that. And then you got to ask yourself, why is that happening? Well, could it be the media saying they're being genocided out, which isn't happening, but the media keeps telling, telling us that. Okay. All right, so uh, here's a news story that is kind of out of place, but not a news story, excuse me. Here's the first story of the day. And this is one of the reasons I'm a conservative. Why am I a conservative? Because you know what? The status quo in this country has worked. The basis of this country has worked. Don't change it. And I think the NFL football teams are actually learning that little lesson. So you'll remember, so during, right before the Super Bowl, you knew there had to be somebody protesting something. Climate change, the death of the ring-tailed squirrel, something. Well, there was. According to Fox News, as the Kansas City Chiefs prepare to comp compete in the Super Bowl, on Sunday Super Bowl, a group of Native Americans is renewing their calls for the team to drop its name, mascot, and fan-driven tomahawk chop ritual. Activist Rhonda Lavaldo is one of the individuals leading the fight to see the use of Native American imagery and references in sports come to an end. She's the founder of the Kansas City-based group called Not In Our Honor. Lavaldo and dozens of indigenous activists 
have traveled to Las Vegas, the site of Super Bowl 58, to protest the demand and demand the team alter its nickname, abandon its logo, and see certain game rituals they view as offensive. Protesters had the same goal a few years ago when they organized a demonstration outside Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, ahead of the start of Super Bowl 2025. Sorry, 55. Got to learn to read those. Uh, Got to learn to read those Roman numerals. You know, you knew this was coming. You, you knew this was coming. This is the same crap they pulled when when the Redskins won. Okay. Here's the thing. The Chiefs and other teams like the the Atlanta Braves in the M, uh, Major League Baseball, they've already said, they've heard this BS before, they're not going to change the, the team names. The owner of the Chiefs said, I'm not changing the team name. That's not, that's not a thing. We're not doing it. The Atlanta Braves said, we're not changing the team name. Here's the thing. Um, these people see this as an insult. But they don't, they don't hold, hold the majority of what other Native Americans think. And again, you know what I think when we talk about Native American. I'm a Native American. You could even say I'm an indigenous person. I've been here my entire life. I, I don't quite know what the definition of Native... I know what it is, but I don't know why the definition can't apply to someone like me. But anyway, this stuff has the opposite effects. A lot of these names are to honor the Indians. An example of this is the Washington Redskins, who canceled their name, got rid of their logo, and this has turned out to be controversial, especially with the tribe that the Redskins were actually honoring. This is according to the New York Post, and I was going to bring this up a while ago, but according to the New York Post, a group of a group called the Native American Guardians Association, or NAGA, is demanding the Washington Commanders change their name back to Redskins, organizing support for the name reversal with a petition that has gained 90,000 signatures. Quote, We invite all Americans to stand up for the dignity of every American under assault in today's increasingly nonsensical culture wars, the petition says. This line in the sand moment reinforces undeniable history of the Native American assisting the founding of America with Native American principles used by the founding fathers in the Constitution and every American's right to the First and Fourteenth Amendment and not to be targets of cancel culture or ESG. This is not a simple left or right issue for Americans. It reaches across a political spectrum dating back to our founding fathers. Now, I thought it was a big mistake for the Redskins to cancel their name. And they obviously didn't know what to do because they, they went by the Washington football team for two years. But here are some facts about the Washington Redskins and the, where, their, where their name came from and where the image they wore on their helmet came from. Okay, the guy who actually designed the image was a guy named Walter Blackie Wetzel. Which, by the way, he'd be canceled because he's called Blackie. He was a former leader of the Blackfeet Nation Indian tribe. He developed the logo. And the logo was made up of 
a prominent uh, Blackfeet chief named White Calf, the circle around it was uh, considered the uh, circle of life and the feathers were that of a warrior chief. So it's not like this logo came up out of nowhere. These guys actually made this logo to reflect the Indian tribe. And it was a unification symbol. The whole thing was based on unification of the Indians. And speaking of which, and this was something that was brought up by the guy's son, being called a redskin is actually considered a compliment. A redskin is a warrior for a tribe. There were Indians who still consider themselves redskins today and are proud of it. Now, most Indians do, a lot of Indians, I won't say most, a lot of Indians consider this an actual canceling of Native Americans. Again, whatever Native Americans means. For example, the Lando Lakes Butter logo, they basically removed the Indian, the pretty, the, the pretty Indian gal that they had representing their logo. They removed it and kept the land. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, they and that's the joke that's being passed out. Hey, look, they got rid of the Indian but kept the land. And a lot of Indians were pissed about that. Why? She's a pretty Native American woman used as a symbol on how this country came to be, teaching people how to churn butter. I don't know how much of that is true. We've been churning butter for thousands of years before uh, this gal showed up. But... She was representative of the country at its start. She was representative. She was meant something and you got rid of her. By the way, this goes with all the other symbols they take away. Aunt Jemima. They took away the black woman who, who was the symbol of Aunt Jemima. Uncle Ben's. They took away the black man who was a symbol for Uncle Ben's. These were representative people. They were embracing our past. And these people want to get rid of our past. This is the problem. I'm a conservative. I know we treated the Indians badly, sort of. You got to remember, the Indians were, were conquered. Get over it. I know Indians, They a lot of them died. 90% of them died. I got it. But it was a war. We conquered them. We took the land. Welcome to humanity. That is what has happened throughout humanity. The Indians were not the peaceful, nature-loving people that everyone make them out to be. They were kind of, you could even go so far as to say they were kind of a backward culture. They were a pagan culture. They practiced cannibalism. They practiced scalping. No one talks about that anymore. They, they were uh, human sacrifice. They had slavery. They were no different than any other human civilization on earth throughout human history history but for some reason they've decided to make these people into something they're not they were backward in that their technology the only time they ever used the wheel was on toys they never knew how to use the wheel they had very little knowledge of animal husbandry their agriculture was way behind they didn't really have agriculture they were most of them were nomadic tribes especially in North America because they had to move from place to place to get food, to eat, to survive. They suffered from disease. 
like everybody else, a lot of people, I know, the, the Spanish brought smallpox that killed most of them. Yes, they did. But they were already suffering from syphilis. They already had their version of herpes. They already had uh, versions of chicken pox and smallpox here. They were dying long before we got here. And one of the arguments is that they were actually falling apart. They were actually going extinct because they weren't saving themselves. So let's stop talking about how great the Indians were and how we're insulting them by, you know, having them representative teams in the NFL and the Major League Baseball. Yes, there are maybe their type chief Wahoo, for example, might have been a little bit over the top for the Cleveland Indians. But does that mean we have to change the Cleveland Indians name? No, we don't. Stop cancel. The left is doing completely the opposite of what they want to do. Instead of not insulting the Indians they're, and including them, they're actually excluding them. And that's what the left does. They exclude. They always exclude. Okay. <clears throat> now, um, there's a show, and I actually saw this show. It's called Finding Your Roots. And what they do is they go, they take a DNA test of an individual, uh, typically a celebrity, and that celebrity then is told about what they found in her family history. Well, the guest on the show was Sonny Hostin, and she found a rather interesting little tidbit about her family history. So let's, let's, first off, let's, of course, whenever they start the show, they give this really over the top syrupy introduction about this person, how great they are, blah, 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 blah. So let's listen to that introduction about Sonny Hostin. But this hardened fighter has a soft side. Sonny is the child of an African-American father and a Puerto Rican mother. The two shared a commitment to bettering the world, and Sonny absorbed their values. My father always reminds me of the fact that I would bring home any stray animal <laughs> that I could find, including, you know, injured squirrels and dogs I would find and strays and then take care of them. <laughs> when did you first realize that you wanted to make an impact on the world? Oh, I was probably seven or eight. Really? Yeah, yeah. That. You know, I grew up growing up in the late 60s, early 70s, there was just so much turmoil. Mm -hmm. And my my mother especially was very politically active hmm. um, and would sort of take me on marches and protests and huh. stuff like that. And I took it to heart. Okay, let's understand something about Sonny Hostin. First off, she's an idiot. Okay, she's just dumb. Which would explain why she's bringing in dead squirrels into her house. She is really dumb. Second off, she's one of the most divisive, racially divisive human beings on The View. And that's saying a lot. You got Whoopi Goldberg there. By the way, saying a lot that she's really dumb, that goes doubly on The View. Because Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, dumbest people on earth. So as far as changing the world, you're not changing the world. You're a former lawyer who it doesn't sound like can read the law listening to your commentary on everything. You're very divisive and you're stupid. So there's, okay, but they have to do that to build her up. And then, you know, they build her up, build her up. And this is what's great about the show. They build her up, build her up, build her up. 
and then they drop the hammer. And here is the hammer. By the way, I, I got to start it off because it doesn't actually start. The clip doesn't start. Um, the hammer is her family, her family way back used to own slaves. So you can imagine the shock. So let's listen to the shock. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was, uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, my friend? Um, I just, um, I think it's actually pretty interesting that um, my husband and I have shared roots. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, and I think it's great for our children. Mm-hmm to know this information. Um, I guess it's a fact of life that uh, this is how some people made their living on the backs of others. Okay. I don't know why this is such a shock. Here's, here's the reality. There were a lot of black slave owners in the United States. They weren't all white. Matter of fact, the 1619 Project, that's stupid rewriting of American history done by Nicole Hannah-Jones. Um, those 19 slaves that came to the United States, over half of them owned slaves because they weren't slaves. They were indentured servants. When they finished their servitude, they were given land. And those that, were, those that had land ended up owning slaves. As a matter of fact, one of the markings of this country is that most white people in the 1700s didn't own slaves. It was a very small percentage of white people that owned slaves. I think that's why the South, there wasn't a lot of fighting spirit in the South during the Civil War. Because what were they fighting for? They were fighting for all the plantation owners? There is this, this just, history is very complex. And we seem to forget that there were black slave owners throughout the world. There are black slave owners in Africa right now. There were black slave owners, slave owners in the United States. I believe this same show talked to one of Martin Luther King's ancestors. And there was slave ownership in her family. But we see their slave own- Kamala Harris is is comes down to slave owners. Her family owns slaves. Now, does that mean Sonny Hostin is a bad person? Does that mean Kamala Harris is a bad person? No. Because what your family did is not relevant to you. You do not own slaves. Likewise, no black man living in the United States today is a slave. And that really puts a big question mark into the reparations thing. Now, I'm white. I'm as white as it gets. My family never owned slaves. Nowhere in my family history did we own slaves. And I've got my history way back to the 14th century, uh, to the 15th century, to 1400s. None of my family owned slaves. So why is it I have to go and pay reparations to other people who were never slaves? 
Well, that's the question, isn't it? That is the question. That's the big problem with reparations. Who's going to get them? Now, I say that Sonny Hostin's not a bad person because her family may have owned slaves when slavery was completely acceptable. Okay, she's not... Where she's a bad person is where she, when she still thinks the color of her skin makes her worthy of reparations. And that's what she thinks. So the next day on The View, she comes online, she starts talking about it. She actually sits there and says, you know what, I still deserve reparations. At first, I was deeply disappointed. Um, the I still, slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. And I still believe, I know, but still, I still believe in reparations, like, by whoa. the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve reparations. <laughs> That's, I still believe oh, that. Someone did that to you? Yeah. I don't know who sent her a thing telling her she was a white girl. Okay, it's, it's, it's too much, people. But, clean off your television screen yeah it's it's that's a lot so i i i still believe in reparations i still believe this country has a lot to do in terms of racial justice um but what i will say sarah to your question is that i feel that um i'm enriched by knowing that history yeah. i i'm enriched and i'm enriched by knowing that my family has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father in 1968. Well, yeah. So she still thinks she deserves reparations. She still believes in reparations. That just shows you how stupid she is. When she thinks she deserves reparations because of the color of her skin now? Well, see, I don't believe in reparations not because of the color of my skin because I think it's stupid and it's just not it doesn't match up. She believes it's just the color of your skin. That determines whether you deserve reparations or not. That's a redistribution program. I'm I'm I've got color in me. I want reparations. I want money. And I should get money because of my color. Doesn't matter what my family did. Doesn't matter that I'm a multimillionaire because I sit on this stupid TV show and make stupid statements all the time. None of that matters. It's all about the color of your skin. And I'm sorry, that's a reason not to do it. Okay, I hope you... And it just shows the hypocrisy of this woman. Just, you're a terrible person. Okay, you want to take my money away? My family never owned slaves. Now, I have have embarrassing parts of my family history. For example, I've got a great-grandfather who was... A great-great-grandfather who was a Nazi. I'm totally open to that. I accept that. I tell you, well, I've got great-great-grandparents who were Nazis. I don't know what he did, but he was high level. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, that's an embarrassing part of his family history. Does that apply to me? Absolutely not. What he did is not my problem. Okay. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you mar- tomorrow. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.